Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast, brought to you by Treasured Ministries, where every week we coach you with steps of faith you can take today to change your tomorrow. And now, on to today's show. Hey there! So today is bow tying day. And what I mean by that is that we are going to tie a bow, we're going to finish off our 12-week podcast series on what it means to forgive. And to do that, I'm going to be sharing with you a clip from a previous interview uh, podcast that I did where I interviewed author Beth Vote. And the reason why I reached out to Beth Vote, who she is a um, women's fiction author um, with Tyndall House Publishers, you may recognize some of her fictional books. Um, the Way We've Been is one of her uh, titles, The Things I Never Told You. She's she's an award-winning fictional uh, writer, and she writes women's fiction. So if you're interested in a good book, um, she's definitely somebody to check out. But the reason why I asked her to do an interview with us is because I read a magazine article that she wrote inside of a Christian magazine about vertical and horizontal forgiveness. And it was a light bulb moment. And so I wanted to share that with the listeners. And it was also the light bulb moment for Beth. Beth was abused in her childhood and for many years struggled um, with thinking that she was an unforgiving person, but that really wasn't true. And so Understanding this concept of horizontal and vertical forgiveness was life-changing for her. And so today, we're going to tie a bow on our What It Means to Forgive series by playing that interview. Now, I want to go ahead and tell you that um, this was recorded a long time ago, and the sound, there was something going on funky with my microphone that day. So there's a little bit of static, so I apologize for that. But, you know, it's such good content. Um, I want to share it with you again. Um, and also, before we dive into today's podcast, I want to say if this is the first time that you are with us, big welcome. And also, I would encourage you, we did 12 episodes on this topic. I would encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to all the episodes on forgiveness. And the reason we dove into this this summer is because often the church oversimplifies the complex topic of forgiveness. And because of that, um, we become confused and we don't take advantage of God's remedy. And oftentimes um, we can get stuck Um I think mainly because we believe that we're supposed to be reconciled to people that are, you know, that have hurt us, that continue to show no actions that they've changed. And so because of that, um, we get stuck. But when you gain clarity on the concept, things begin to click and you can start opening up with God because really forgiveness is something that you do with Him. And, you know, on our YouTube channel, I have a playlist called Conquering Codependency, God's Way. And somebody wrote in about forgiveness, and they asked the question to me, what do I do if the person has died? And 
And and the thing is, is that the person doesn't need to be, you know, not even living. And you can still forgive them. And I honestly believe that just the fact that that question was asked is evidence of the confusion around the topic. And, you know, so many times inside of great sermons with very well-meaning pastors, they'll end, like they'll have three points at the end of the sermon, and point number three is, and then you need to forgive. And, you know, that's like, I know their heart behind that, but it it it's like, and then we just end there. And so then it's kind of like, well, how do I do that? And what does that really mean? And so I hope that this series has been a blessing to you. And if it has been, I would love to hear your story. You can email me at Eileen at treasuredministries.com. That's always such a gift when when I get to hear from you. So please do that. So now, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Beth Vote to our podcast. You know, where the inspiration to write this blog post, to write the magazine article on forgiveness came from? I struggled with the belief that I wasn't a forgiving person mm-hmm. for a number of years in my life. And it grew out of... Um, complicated, messy relationships with my family of origin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I uh, grew up in um, a difficult family. I have abuse in my background. Mm-hmm. And um, my family was unwilling to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to finally deal with that issue, that issue of abuse, childhood abuse in my life, in my 30s, um, when I first approached my family to try and begin healing that um, experience in my life, what I was told was nothing happened. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's, it's, that's a hard uh, response to begin to grapple with. And so in my journey of healing, I had to move on from that and, mm-hmm. and find healing on my own through counseling, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to work through forgiveness on my own. And as I continued in a relationship with my family, I would find myself coming back to have I forgiven them? Have I not forgiven them time and time and time again? And I always felt like because I kept having to return to the, to the, to the question of have I forgiven them again and again and again, I just had the only conclusion I could come to was I I must not be a forgiving person. If I'm constantly coming back to this feeling of unforgiveness, this feeling of anger, Mm -hmm. that the the fault must be mine. Mm -hmm. I'm not the one who is Mm -hmm. forgiving. If every Mm -hmm. interaction with them created tension and stress, Mm -hmm. then the fault must be mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So did you experience, you know, when you kept revisiting, am I forgiving person? 
was there um, was there that feeling of shame along with it that the enemy, you know, was there putting on because there wasn't um, a you know just an outcome that you had thought forgiveness was a tremendous amount of guilt, a tremendous amount of shame, absolutely, and oftentimes it would be even um, spoken to me in the mm-hmm. in the Christian community because um, people mm-hmm. would say something like, well, you're the Christian, you should forgive them. Mm-hmm. Um, or someone would say, you just need to move past it. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's those should, those expectations that I should be able to get past that and that I'm doing something wrong or I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing the right thing. And so what ended up happening was I just stopped talking about it mm-hmm. to, to other people. And mm-hmm. I just carried that burden, mm-hmm. that guilt, that mm-hmm. I wasn't a forgiven person mm-hmm. inside of myself. And I would do battle over this again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But it was within myself that I carried that burden, that guilt, that I was an unforgiving person. Yeah. I, I didn't talk to other people about it. Yeah, yeah. Beth, I can really relate to um, to what you're saying, and I, I'm sure that so many women do. In in your book, or in, your, in the article that I read in the magazine, you talk about uh, how there was a light bulb moment when you understood what horizontal forgiveness was and vertical forgiveness was. And I'd love for you to unpack this for our audience. Let's start with horizontal forgiveness. What is that? The whole concept of vertical and horizontal forgiveness was understanding that concept is what totally um, healed the wound inside of me, the, the lie, actually, that I was an unforgiving person, that truth. And that moment happened when I finally shared with a very trusted counselor. I actually called him wise guy because mm-hmm. he's so wise. Mm-hmm. And um, when I shared with him the struggle, the belief that um, I was an unforgiving person and he Um, he actually held his hands up and formed the image of a cross by Mm -hmm. putting his hands together and shaping that horizontal vertical image of a cross. Mm -hmm. And actually he started with vertical forgiveness first Mm -hmm. and said vertical, the, the, the point of the cross that goes north to south pointing to heaven Mm -hmm. is what we experience when we reconcile with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that miraculous offer of grace that God gives us. Right. right. And that's the first thing that we have to understand is that God offers us grace mm-hmm. and that he rescues us. That's, mm-hmm. that's the first thing that we have to understand is that vertical forgiveness that is offered us from God and how it's offered as grace, but that it is a transaction. If we don't understand vertical forgiveness, we're not going to understand horizontal forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's, it's offered as grace. We don't have to do anything except it is a transaction. We have to accept it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We don't earn it. 
That's grace. But we do have to recognize that we have made mistakes and we do have to say to God, I accept what you're offering me. There is a transaction. So that's the first step. Okay. Vertical forgiveness. Okay. Okay. All right. And then there's horizontal forgiveness, which goes east to west, that crossbar that we see. Okay. And this was the pivotal truth that changed me, that that Mm -hmm. unlocked that that lie I was believing. Yeah. And what my counselor said to me is forgiveness, horizontal forgiveness, is the reconciliation that occurs between two human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, it might say we were friends. It could mm-hmm. occur between you and me. Mm-hmm. If, if I had offended you in some way, mm-hmm. if I had said something that hurt your feelings, mm-hmm. um, or it might occur between family members or, or colleagues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can, we can be hurt by someone by something that they say or something that they do. And there's an offense. Mm-hmm. And, and so forgiveness needs to, to happen. Right. And it was the horizontal forgiveness that was tripping me up with my family. Okay. So, so vertical forgiveness is between God and a human being and horizontal forgiveness is what happens. Vertical forgiveness is between is heavenly and horizontal forgiveness is what occurs here on earth. Okay. Okay. So how, so, so what you're saying then is the vertical forgiveness, like only God can do, only God can release, yes. for example, only God can release me from my sins, the penalty yes. of my sins and my offender. Like he, he's the only one that can forgive from a, uh, from a, like the spiritual standpoint in that relationship between even my offender and God. But then the the horizontal is between between two people, between yes. uh between you and your offender. So yes. So with that, how has this understanding of those two differences changed what, you know, why was that the light bulb moment on forgiveness? with your family the, the, what happened was I realized with understanding vertical and horizontal forgiveness for years and years I had tried at different times to talk to my family mm-hmm. about the abuse that mm-hmm. had happened to me as a child and what I had been told over and over again, was that nothing had happened to me. Mm. There was no acknowledgement mm-hmm. of the abuse and the hurt mm-hmm. and the pain that had happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like a door being slammed in my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that... You cannot have reconciliation. If someone does not acknowledge 
that they have hurt you, mm-hmm. either emotionally or physically, mm-hmm. you can't have complete reconciliation. Right. Because there's no acknowledgement that any harm has been done. Right. So, so the transaction, because forgiveness is a transaction, we see that with, with vertical forgiveness, that it is a transaction. We have to accept mm-hmm. what God has offered us. He mm-hmm. offers us grace, and we have to acknowledge, yes, I've made a mistake. Yes, I've sinned. Mm-hmm. And then we have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's true with horizontal forgiveness, too. The people that have sinned against us have to acknowledge right. that there has been a mistake, a, a, a hurt, an offense before that transaction can be complete. And because my family has not acknowledged uh-huh. that anything has ever happened, the transaction cannot be complete. But what you're saying is that this, um, the the picture of that horizontal forgiveness gave you the freedom to see that you had done everything that you, that was your responsibility and you couldn't change how your family reacted to, um, to you addressing this issue with them. Exactly. It didn't mean that I hadn't forgiven them. It, it didn't change the truth of what had happened. Them denying that it happened didn't change the truth of what had happened. I could still go on and heal. And part of my healing meant I had to go on and forgive them, mm-hmm. whether they acknowledged it or not. Right. And I also had to... As my uh, counselor, wise guy said, he said, you have to stay at the foot of the cross every day Mm. and keep your heart right with God Uh so that if one day someone in your family comes to you and says, you're right, something did happen and Uh I'm sorry your heart is right before God and you haven't let a root of bitterness grow up in your heart. Right. And you can look at that person, you can look at that family member and you can honestly, truthfully say to them, I forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you're saying is that there's a difference between reconciliation and forgiveness and that our role is to keep our hearts right so that if that door opens up, yes. that there won't be hate there, there won't be anything like that, so that that reconciliation um, can take place. Um, and, and on that note of reconciliation, um, I, a, a um, wise person once told me about when somebody apologizes um, that you also need to look at their actions as well um, because somebody could say that they're sorry and then in the next sentence say things like but nothing really ever like I'm sorry that you felt this way Beth but 
I mean, you know, you're nothing ever happened or, you know what I mean? That we yes. really need to look at their heart, just like when we confess our sins to God, that he calls us to repent as well, like a serious, you know, turning from, from that and that, uh, in, in that relationship with him. And what's, I'm also reminded of the scripture that God says, forgive others as Christ forgave us. And so even modeling that, that vertical and, you know, horizontal, um, is, is very powerful that we can remember that when we, when we interact with, with others. Um, you, you say this, um, and I love this, so often we can treat forgiveness as a one-and-done experience. So can you unpack that for us? People often say, I've, I've had it said to me, and I've heard it say said to friends, you just need to forgive them and move on. Mm -hmm. And um, that sounds so easy, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've learned through the years that forgiveness is a process. Mm -hmm. Um, Healing is a process. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you you see that process even in our own bodies. If you if you cut yourself, our healing physically isn't instantaneous. You know, yeah. it, it, it can take days or weeks. You break a bone. You know, we allow our physical bodies to heal. But so often when someone is wounded emotionally or spiritually, we demand instant healing from them. And yeah. we're not patient and compassion, compassionate with other people. Yeah. And um, I think we need to learn to be more compassionate with people who have been wounded emotionally and spiritually rather than demanding this you need to forgive them and move on yeah and allow people to grieve and to heal mm-hmm. and to work through forgiveness yeah and yeah. and give them that space yeah god's forgiveness of us is he gives us space. God, when I pray for someone to come into reconciliation with God, I acknowledge that he's already forgiven them. He's already done the work of forgiveness Mm -hmm. and he stands ready to Mm -hmm. forgive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is a yes. And yes, I have forgiven you. And yes, I stand ready all these decades, all these generations I'm standing ready to forgive you. Right. And and so it's not, it is done, and yet, and yet he stands ready. Yeah. And, and I would like us to have that kind of a concept, too, that, that forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness mm-hmm. takes time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that we offer compassion to people as they work through their woundedness. Yes. Yes. In in this, as we close today, is there uh, any other word of encouragement? And I and I guess Beth, I would love to ask you specifically. I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but um, there's a a woman last week um, in our Treasured Tribe talk. How do I forgive? 
you know, my abuser from childhood. How do I do that? And I, I can't wait for her to hear your podcast. Um, but what would you say to her or to anybody else that is struggling with, uh, with forgiveness? I'm closing my eyes right now and I'm trying to imagine the face of that woman mm. because I understand. Mm-hmm. I do. And what I would say to her mm. I would say to be very gentle with herself. Mm-hmm. The wound of abuse is a very deep wound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always described it as um, like having a cannonball shot through a butterfly's wing. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, It just damages your soul. But I can also say on this side of the journey that it can be healed. Yeah. And there can be wholeness. Yeah. Deep soul wholeness and life can be beautiful and mm-hmm. full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is healing and forgiveness can be found. Yeah. And so I can offer her those words of hope. I would encourage her to find um, trustworthy people, what I call my safety net. Yeah. of people yeah. who I trusted with mm-hmm. my truth mm-hmm. and with my journey mm-hmm. and I would lean into the word I I have what I call my anchor verses my verses that I memorized that held me steady I think you probably understand what I mean those truths that hold you steady oh yes Oh, yes. In fact, yeah, go ahead, Beth. Yeah. In the tough times, we need to lean into the word to be our stability. And um, I do think a wise counselor is vitally important. Forgiveness is a process, and -hmm. that's why you need to be gentle with yourself, and you need to be patient. Yeah. And you, I... Some people say that you have to confront your abuser. I think you have to confront what happened to you. Only confront your abuser if God makes that very clear to you. Wow, that, that was powerful. Warning. That was so powerful. That was just, okay, I've got to repeat that again. It doesn't mean that you necessarily confront your abuser, but you must confront what happened to you. And you can do that with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can tell Mm -hmm. Jesus how it made you feel. Mm -hmm. And you can ask him for the truth and what Mm -hmm. is really true about that situation. Mm -hmm. And then if the Lord leads you to confront the abuser, I'm really glad that you brought that out. Then mm-hmm. that's a step you can take, but yes, mm-hmm. I love because that. 
I have seen women told they must confront their abuser and it only leads to more damage and yeah. to more hurt. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness. Beth, I hope you write your story one day. I know you write fiction, but I hope you write your story one day because I think that many women would benefit um, from your journey or from uh, this teaching. And thank you so much because I've learned an incredible amount from that magazine article and from our time together. And I know that many women... Uh, we'll learn a lot from this podcast and that this podcast will be one that we will continue to point women back to who have been wounded. Thank you so very much for sharing your story and your heart and what God has taught you uh, that we can turn around and give that to others. I so appreciate you. We did some good bow tying on our summer series, What It Means to Forgive. And now it's September. So we're headed into fall, which means cooler weather in North Carolina. Can I get a praise the Lord and hallelujah, amen. It gets hot here in August. So um, I so appreciate you coming on, spending time on our podcast and My prayer is just that you will grow more and more in the knowledge of God's amazing, timeless truths, because it is through His truth that we're set free. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and I will see you next week. Oh, and next week, we won't be talking about forgiveness, by the way. We're moving on. (laughs) See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.